Hey, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year. From, uh, a, from, <laughs> from a semi-long hiatus. Yeah, we had a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, you listen to Indie Rock Baseball, the podcast where two very unqualified individuals uh, review two records, put them up against one another, uh, and uh, rate them loosely based on the rules of baseball. Uh, I'm Hans. I'm Michael. And we are here, and we're in 2019. We did take a break. We've been gone for a few weeks. Uh, did you have a good break? I had a pretty good break, I guess. Uh, yeah, it was a break. It was a break. Um, and now we are also joined by our third co-host, <laughs> my new cat. Raj is over there crawling around. She may try to jump up and grab one of the microphones. That'll be interesting. Yeah, and look out for Raj's podcast, All About Chasing Laser Lights. Yeah, chasing Lasers. That's uh, <laughs> um, cool. So, uh, yeah, we did take a little bit of a break. We're looking to get back into the new records that are coming out this year. There are a lot dropping very quickly. Um, so, there's a lot of choices. Um, we looked into maybe doing a real sweatshirt. We've looked into uh, there's the Sharon Von Eden, right? Record that came out. That's good there is. Um, I landed on Champion. So, I think last podcast we decided that we will basically champion one of the bands. So like, it will kind of pit us against each other. Um, so my choice uh, for putting up uh, this week is uh, the new Steve Mason record, um, which is called About the Light. And I will be uh, going for or going with the new Deer Hunter album. And uh, remind us of the name of that because it's a long name and my computer is still rebooting. Uh, hold on for one second. That is called Why Has Everything Already Disappeared? Yeah, good question. So, yeah, um, Steve Mason, uh, I'm very, very familiar with the beta band. Mm. I was a huge, huge fan of the beta band back when I was living in Los Angeles. Saw them a couple times. Um, just, it was very, uh, it impacted me a lot when it came out because it was just a different kind of music. It was, it combined samples and electronics and kind of a jam band and it was kind of freeform. The songs were either too long to be pop or on radio mm -hmm. or too experimental, um, but it was all just really great and cemented by just, I think, Steve Mason's voice. Um, they had another uh, kind of popularity bump after High Fidelity came out. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I think there's the two records after that, Heroes to Zeroes and um, Hot Shots Part 2. Or Hot Shots. <laughs> I can't remember. Hot, Hot Shots Part 2? <laughs> I think it was Hot Shots Part 2. Anyway, uh, it, they ended up basically dissolving because they owned the uh, record label too much money. Really? Is that so? And and um, no no comebacks or anything else like that in the offing? Mm -mm. I think it was just that um, those, this was still back in the days where like record companies had big record company deals and... Mm -hmm. You know, the way the business worked was they would spend all the money on your promotion and your record, and, you know, uh, and then eventually if you didn't recoup it, you owed the record label money. And that's yeah. kind of the fate of a lot of artists that didn't break through to, like, that next level. Um, unfortunately, it, does, it, it I guess that's why the band broke up. Steve Mason went through some, you know, had some troubles, had some financial troubles. Uh, eventually, you know, got his feet under him and started releasing records. This is his fourth solo record. Mm -hmm. Um and yeah, supposedly it's kind of a return to form. Uh, he apparently has a partner now and a new child, so maybe it's like a grounding kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to hear it because uh, the dude's got a really unique and amazing voice. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember the beta band from from Dry the Rain and sort of that era. 
So I'm kind of looking forward to hearing what this is about, too. Yep. Get the mic that way. <laughs> this way. <laughs> there you go. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I've was... used a mic before. No, you haven't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, so let's get started uh, uh, sponsoring today's, not sponsoring, but what we're drinking. I'm having a Samuel Smith's Nut Brown Ale uh, that was left in my refrigerator from a past engagement. Uh, it's actually pretty good. What are you having? I am drinking a Citizen Cider ginger infused ginger infused cider, uh, the Dirty Mayor. Yeah, uh, opening it right over your it is, laptop. Yeah. Testing, Always testing. dangerous. Oh, yeah. Yes, I'm playing with fire. <laughs> All right, cool. So, uh, don't think we need a recap. If you if you're into episode three, you know we're going to rate these songs. Uh, we're going to listen to as much as we can of a song. We'll either judge it single, double, triple, home run. Or if we make it all the way through it and we're kind of indifferent, it will be a ball. If we just pull the track entirely, it will be a strike. Three strikes, you are out. Our, your CD is out of our CD player, which is non-existent. We throw mm-hmm. our laptops out the window. All right, we'll get started. Uh, so the first song on this record about the light is called America Is Your Boyfriend. Here we go. Okay. This is already kind of beta bandy. Like I listen to his other solo records, mm-hmm. and uh, you went up a little bit. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think the uh, the other records, at least the ones I heard, were more singer songwriter, like kind of acoustic kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. This is mm. great. This is very reminiscent of the Fader Band type yeah. stuff. Well, this is very happy. Yeah, it's, it's you know, that's ironic because I got to think America would be a pretty bad boyfriend right now. Yeah. Kind of arrogant, angry, full of resentments. Maybe a little bit abusive at times. Yeah. It'd be a pretty bad boyfriend. But maybe, songs, that's, maybe that's the analogy. Yeah. It's cool. It's uh, like the instrumentation definitely is beta bandish. It's cleaned up though. Mm-hmm. Like they're not doing any kind of real fun experimental stuff. Oh, I read about this, actually. This is uh, about the London fire, the building fire, and America's response to that. Where I think Trump was basically saying it was the building's fault or fault of the government. Okay, so the Grenfell Tower. Yeah, the Grenfell Tower. I don't know. I think I'd pull a single on this. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Like about a single. It's... Oh. Oh. Yeah, it's just a little too straightforward for me to do anything more than a single. All right. Single it is. We got a man on first. 
Next track we have here is Rockets. Man on first. Is that a rocket like a rocket ship or like Herbie Hancock's rocket? Because if it's a cover of Herbie Hancock's rocket, then home run right off the bat. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's a rocket ship. Oh, okay. Damn. <laughs> yeah, did, so you did listen to the Page Band? Uh, a, a bit, yeah. Did you ever there. listen to his solo project? It was called uh, King Biscuit Time? No. <laughs> give it a shot. It's pretty funny. Where's Steve Mason from? Uh, Welsh or something? I think it's Welsh, yeah. Yeah. Can actually easily look that up. This is starting to get into like a little elbow-ish territory. Mm. You ever get into elbow? No, I've heard a bit. Scottish. Scottish. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for something to pay off on this. It's kind of just grinding along. How are you feeling about it? Sunday morning music. It's not Sunday morning now. No. No. It's Monday is, afternoon. Yeah. Music. I don't know how I'm feeling about this. Yeah. I'm feeling a little bit upset at the rocket pocket rhyme. Yeah. I think we might have our first strike. I think so. All right. 2019, we're coming a little bit harder. I like it. Still got a man on first, uh, one strike. Next song we got uh, no clue, just like we have no clue about judging music. Mm. That's not the only thing I have no clue about. <laughs> it's a long list. Production is almost too clean. Like it's. Wow, that's dope. It's kind of got a like glimmery later REM record. Yeah, it's, I was in the sort of 90s jangle pop, which I'm here for. And I hate to, like, you know, get down on a record on production value, right? But it's very... You want, you want a little more grit, a little more dirt. Or just more dynamics, maybe? It's mm -hmm. kind of, like, really just there, just flat. Mm. I mean, I think I would probably single this up. Maybe he's going to wow me. Or should we just try to get through it and 
See if we I'll give a, it a little more time. Give it a ball, maybe, if we can get through it. Uh, so this is a 10-song uh, record, only 39 minutes. None of these ep epic ones that we used to do. Right. It's, it's not... Um, uh, who, who had the long album before? That was... Jeez. Um, can't remember our first two matchups. It's going to weigh down the memory hole over the last <laughs> month. Oh, fucked up. Fucked up was... Yeah, that uh, was... That was a long record. What was it, like 47 tracks? Yeah, it was a <laughs> lot of tracks. If you told me that this was found off some CD from, like, 1992, some yeah. kind of a lost... British pop or college rock band, I wouldn't be surprised. It's yeah, it's a little dated. I think the production is a little dated. Um, I'm hesitant to strike it, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just nostalgic reasons. I'm trying yeah. to like give them a good break or something. But we probably would have pulled this, to be honest. Yeah, I'm, I'm let's see what we got left. Oh, it's almost done. Let's get through it and see if we get a baller strike. Got 10 seconds left. I mean, yeah, a ball. Mm -hmm. I don't think we need to pull it. But... All right. Yeah, you know, the thing is, is that we're doing all, all this on, like, just first list. Maybe if I heard it a few more times, I'd dig it a lot more. I'd be into the lyrics or something. But So right now we got... Uh... We, we are impulsive here. Uh, this is a song called About the Light, a uh, title track, About the Light. Yeah. We got a uh, man on first, uh, one strike, one ball. Okay. But here's my view on that is, is this inspiring you enough to put it back on, right? Like, you go back home, like, are you going to say, yeah, let me try it again? It's got some work to do before I'm going to do that. My time is valuable, Steve Mason. Yeah. Found a place for my love here. Oh, it's dry the rain chords. <laughs> if you have been outside and you want to say, say it all right, it will be okay. It will be alright. Oh, so beta bands from St. Andrews. I've been to St. Andrews. That's in Scotland? Yes, it is. It's where the golf well, to say that's where the golf course is in Scotland, but there's quite a few big oh, golf courses. Is that a famous Famous, uh, famous golf course, the Roy Royal and Ancient. Not the British Open. Right? Just, uh, the oh, British sure. Open is held there every once in a okay. while. Yes. Pretty place. I mean, listen, he's leaning on some old courts. There's nothing wrong with mm -hmm. that. Like, I'm in. I found a piece of bad love lying by the side of the road. It really is what's turning me off from the first four tracks. From four, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is just the flatness of the, of the band. It's just... The thing with the beta band is like, shit, we go way out of control. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden there's samples and orchestra and horns and blah, blah, blah. All of that's just like, all right, tuck it back away. Like, make sure that he's in front and the guitar's in front. Nothing too unexpected yet. Something's happening, though. Here we go. 
Is it the words to dry the rain? Is something outside that you want to say? So we'll be okay. I will be a uh, light. You're asking me to remember that now. No, um, it's like, I will be a light. <laughs> I will be a light. And this song is called... Well, maybe that's his uh, thing. Maybe uh, Oh, it's a callback. Oh. See, I like this part. Yeah, it could, it could totally be like a callback. Maybe. Hopefully. I don't know. You got another minute for this? Another minute? Uh, it's of it's building to something that I want to listen to. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd give it a, I'd give it a single. I'll single it. I mean, you would think if somebody said, "Hey, he's going to do like a reprise of Dry the Rain," I'd be way more excited about it. But I'm not. So, single it is. It's a song called "A uh, Fox on the Rooftop." We have a man on first, mm-hmm. a man on second, and a one ball and one, one strike. strike. I'm liking the intro of it. This is more like late Sunday night, I can't sleep music. It's a good call. Yeah, this is almost getting the like, like trip poppy kind of vibe. It's it's definitely put me to sleep. Probably in a good way though. No, I actually like it. Might be my favorite track thus far. I think so too. Again, I think the production's holding it back. Like, I think it could, like this part right here could be like it's. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard like a volume gain on a chorus or anything like that. It's just very flat. 
Well, who are we, who are we going to blame for the production? Oh, are you looking that up? Yeah, maybe I should. Probably should. But maybe you knew. But <laughs> I I had it, but then I don't have the tab <laughs> open anymore. <laughs> this has got some Pink Floyd kind of vibe too. Yeah, I I, I hear that. Yeah, I like this. I think I'd, I'd probably double this. I, I'm still saying a hard single, but if you you want to go double... But how about this, though? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, you got me. <laughs> I think they're about to go... Is that a soprano sax? What am I listening to? I don't know. Is Kenny G on this album? <laughs> Or is that one of those recorded the little keyboard? Flute? The keytar? No, not the keytar, but like the. Oh yeah, the. Uh, oh, I I know what you're talking yeah, yeah, about, yeah. but our listeners don't. But that's okay. Yes. The little keyboard uh, whistle type thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I'm down with the single too. I don't think it's gonna. I don't think much else is gonna happen. It? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Next song is Stars Around My Heart. Could have put a little note, though. That's probably our favorite song on this record. We got uh, bases loaded. One ball, one strike. So imagine this, right? Yep. Like take like Peter Gabriel records from like the early 90s or like Let's Dance David Bowie production and do this. Like the instrumentation is just so flat. It's just... Yeah. And that's, uh, I, that's one of my issues with music often when I don't like it. It is a kind of flat, it's kind of got a, a, a lack of dynamics to it. I just, I, I don't get into it. I hear a lot of modern music that just it's overproduced I mean it's know, just like oversheened overproduced it's, it has a sheen on it it's like it's got a kind of like a plastic cover over it you can't really dig into it I, I, I want a little bit if not more grit more, more yeah not, I would strike this I'm not that into it yeah um I, I, before you do you want to it give it some ne- time? No, no, it's, there's, use word dated, there is something, again, a kind of like, there is kind of something like mid-90s, kind of, you just said Peter Gabriel, and I'm getting this kind of like, you yeah, know. It's like, it, it could be that so easily if it was produced differently. Yeah. Like, it was poppy, like, things were panned differently, things were a little louder, and like, less reverby. Yeah. It would be like a completely different record. It would be like this kind of bouncy early 90s dance stuff. Yeah, I mean... See, this is kind of beta bandish. I don't know. I'm not feeling it. I defer to you. Yeah. 
the, this is characterized, at least in the review I'm looking at here, is as soulful pop. Yeah. I don't think I'm into soulful pop. I could be, but I don't know if I'm into this soulful pop. I like the bridge, but it's going to go lead into probably nothing. It's a yeah. good thing that Steve Mason is not ever going to hear this podcast. You don't know that. I hope that. Because I really, really like him as an artist. Um, and our little podcast will do nothing to make this record do, you know, better or worse. Yeah, this 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 could be... We're probably going to talk this all the way through to the end, but there is a kind of exuberance to this, or there could be that's just not... Yeah, I mean, I hate to I hate to like shit on the song because of bad production. But the simple the fact is like, will you put this on? Like, will I add this to a playlist that I'm gonna listen to every day? So the producer of this album is uh, none other than Stephen Street. Who's that? No, Stephen Street. I know Stephen. He's produced a lot of stuff. I don't know off the top of my head, but that's a pretty, pro- pretty famous producer. Pretty pretty famous. Let me give you some some greatest hits of Stephen Street. The other thing is, like, this does sound like Elbow Records, but Elbow Records are better. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Well, we made it through. You want to ball it? Yeah. All right. We are still yeah. bases loaded. We have two balls, one strike. Yeah, so Stephen Street is best known for his collaborations with The Smiths, okay. Blur, and The Cranberries, among others. But especially, I know him from, from producing Blur albums, but The Smiths as well. I, I think you. I don't know what's what this, happened. This, this or maybe is, that is what happened. Maybe that's why it's dated or flat. Uh, that, by the way, this is. Uh, he's, all, he's also worked with Kaiser Kaiser Chiefs, Baby Shambles, and the Cortinas, which is surprising. You know. Uh, this song is called Spanish Brigade. I feel like you found me a, an album from like mid '80s, kind of left of center stuff. Yeah, it's. it's I'm, I'm not against that. Just it's it's completely it's, off center of what is happening musically in 2019. Like even if you look at listen to like the uh, the Jeff Tweedy record or mm-hmm. anything, anything that you may consider to be more contemporary, or like more. Uh, less electronic, less pop, less indie. Yeah, are still doing more interesting things than this record's doing. Right? Yeah, so the thing is, is this what you expected from someone from the Beta Band? None of his solo records have been, okay. unfortunately. Like it's just. I mean, I think maybe part of the the reason they were so good and the reason why I like it so much is because the four of them together just did some really kind of crazy experimental things mm-hmm. and the production was very just like slap shot get in the studio and do it well the last record started to go this way a little more sheen but like if you listen to the 3Ds or something like that it's way different this is just I just don't feel it has a lot of heart 
I know that's that's a say. tough. Thing that's to, actually really brutal. That's a tough thing to say, Hans. Yeah, that's a really. I tough really thing. hope he doesn't listen to this. Yeah, he did suffer through some uh, mental health issues while he was in between well, it like he beta band through, and this. Yeah. yeah, so I don't want to contribute to. That. I'm just saying he should got a different producer, maybe from the most famous guy <laughs> that produced <laughs> all the records that I probably love. I, I have nothing. I have nothing for this song. You got anything? No, you can strike. It's yeah, that's a strike. All right. I I, I want to like it. I really do. And I, I I'm not against kind of reviving the sound that that these um that these things keep, seem to these songs seem to evoke. I mean, I picked it because I was very very excited. So that's what's disappointing. On our eighth song, this is uh, Don't Know Where. Bases mm-hmm. loaded, two balls, two strikes. So I'm just looking at this. Like I said, Stephen, uh, Stephen Street, he produced a number. He produced a, a few things, a few albums by, by the Smiths and Morrissey. But then he also, I know he produced kind of like the early golden era of um, a blur. Uh, Which Blur records did he do? Uh, he produced uh, There's No Other Way, their second single, like their first single that kind of went anywhere. Um, and then he produced Modern Life is Rubbish, Park Life, The Great Escape, and Jesus. Blur. Which, yeah, that's a that's a pretty good uh, that's resume. A pretty, and not only that, but then he, he produced um, Graham Coxon's uh, Happiness in Magazines. You ever listen to that? No, I haven't heard that. You haven't heard that? You'll, you'll have to listen to that. I'll, I'll let you, that, that is, Graham Coxon was kind of like the artsy, weird heart of Blur. Huh. And Happiness in Magazines is a great, for, for me, it's a great kind of weird uh, guitar pop album. And it's it's weird and angular and a little noisy, but it's got definitely got like nice nice uh, tunes and nice hooks. But it definitely has heart. It's, it, 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 it doesn't have a sheen on it. Okay. So, so I'm going to say I've been listening to this guy. So I think... This is probably most related to song five that we like the most. Yeah. Where it's like, if you know where you're parking, no. like, you could easily get into this group. Like, if you played five and then this song, it's a very nice Sunday morning, kind of chill. You're not trying to do too much. Like, yeah. that, that, the production kind of works for yeah, this. Yeah, hand me my newspaper and slippers. Yeah, like, this could be <laughs> on in the background. It's nice. Your your cat is perched on your shoulders. No, I, I literally no, was looking no, around I, like I, 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 I was, I was creating. I was creating a scenario because she was right there. And yeah, you're going. you're you're on the couch, and, and and your cat is perched on your shoulders, needing needing your shoulder, and you're listening to to this. That that's all right. That's a pretty decent Sunday morning. Yeah. Yeah, I like this. How are you feeling about it? Yeah, this is this is okay. Steve might get a run in. Ah. Yeah, we might have to move on though, because yeah. getting a little sleepy. I'd give this as I'd give this a single. Yeah. You alright with that? I'm okay with that. Alright. There he goes. Man in. One run. Men on uh, 
Oh, base is loaded still. Two balls, two strikes. Coming up, we have our ninth song, Walking Away From Love. Don't do that. No. Man, Stephen Street also produced Employment by the Kaiser Chiefs, and that's another great album. So, I mean, he, he must have had some backing for it. It's like he must have gotten a deal in, uh, in air quotes. Like, mm. It's interesting. I'm curious to how producers are dealing with the fact that there's no big contracts anymore. There's no big labels anymore. Yeah. No, so they have career trajectories and things. I'm sure sometimes you, you know. A lot of them have their, like, their own home studios and they finance themselves and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm not feeling this at all, by the way. <laughs> I'm okay with it so far. Okay. I'll leave it up for now. But what you gonna do? The funny thing is, we're gonna have like such a different record with uh, Deer Hunter. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty interesting. But who? What do I know? Maybe it's like a, it sounds exactly <laughs> the same. Yeah, I'm not into this at all. No, I'm, I'm okay with it. All right. All right. Let's see what we got. I feel like there's something personal about it. There's two minutes left of walking away. You're walking away from love. For Don't walk minutes. away from, from the song, Hans. I want to. I mean, I, this part's Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's yeah. You want to strike this, but I, I want to hang on to it. Yeah, uh, you have that right. For me. Even with this part, you have that right. Is there a room inside your heart for me? I just, I don't know. It, it's, uh, <laughs> there's something that's just really leaving a bad taste in my mouth with, with, with this song. Everything's really straight ahead on this record. There's so a, straight ahead. There, there aren't anything, and it's not even like straight ahead rock. There's just like, it's not surprising in any way. I, I stand by the, my comment that if it was produced a different way, I think the songs would be, and you, like you could make it in a way where it would sound that a little more original and unique. Yeah. All right, there. You, you happy? Yeah. <laughs> I, I I would strike that, but if you want to ball it, that's fine. Ball it. All right. Last song, song ten, the end. Appropriate. Is that the name of the song? The yeah, end. The end. 
So, for our last song, we, we have three men on base. Uh, base is loaded. Three balls. There's a chance for a home run and some men to... to three balls, two strikes. Grand slam. Full count. There's a chance for a grand slam. Maybe uh, Steve Mason's been... He, he, he knows he's playing indie rock baseball, and he saved his, his big... <laughs> he backloaded his record. Yeah. Saved his big hit when he had the bases loaded. So, yeah, so we, we spoke about how recently he has a partner now, he has a baby, he's mm-hmm. in love. This album reflects that. Mm-hmm. Doesn't fear death anymore, sure. Doesn't fear death anymore? <laughs> what is he, some kind of sociopath? <laughs> he's become a, a vigilante. Yeah. <laughs> See, I like that. That's this is good instrumentation. I like. I'm, I'm already in single territory for the end of this record. It's so late '80s, early '90s. The production is just right there. And you know, the thing is, he started off the first, or maybe the first song, with a, a song about the Grenfell Tower. Yeah. Or at least that was there was a reference to it. But I haven't gotten a whole lot of other like kind of modern day stuff, or, or or kind of political, social. Not that I'm expecting that, but it's it's just a little bit. You know, had that if, if that song was had some references there to some really serious stuff that's going on or kind of social commentary. Yeah. I, th- I think, the, at least the review I read, was it is very much him settling down. He's kind of come to peace with his, like, you know, mental health. and you know, Well, until he heard this podcast. Thanks. Yeah, now he's going to be like, God, yeah. it's yeah. such a good place until yeah. Hans shit all over my record. Yeah, I like this. Okay. Kind of primal, screamy. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I think so. Yeah. I feel like if it was, yeah, if it was energized, if it, if it was like a little bit louder, maybe a little bit quicker, a little bit definitely more dynamic, you'd be listening to some sort of like early '90s kind of like primal scream type song. You know. Yeah, for sure. Maybe more of like a little more of a backbeat or something. Yeah, I mean, you got kind of like the build, you got like the hand claps, but, you know, you don't really get this big sound to it. Yeah. Like, this should be like such, so much more of like this big, like, crescendo yeah. kind of pit vibe. It's just, just sitting there. Well, maybe if you just turn the volume way, way, way yeah. up. <laughs> that's my fault. Hey, that's not this record. All right. What do you feel about that song? <sighs> yeah, it's single. Single? I, I, I would agree with that. So uh, that drives another run. And so we're going to end up with Steve Mason with two runs in. Bases left loaded, so three stranded. Three balls and two strikes. 
I mean, all in all, the thing that uh, we've already gone over is that I don't know if I will pull this record up again. That's the biggest problem I have. Like, nothing said... Like, other records we reviewed, I went in and, like, oh, I'm going to, you know, pull this up, add it mm -hmm. to my weekly listening commute or whatever, because right. it, I really thought it was that good. I don't... I think I, this happened with his last record, too. So, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there, there are some, a few things that were like, well, that isn't... It wasn't offensive in any way. It no. Wasn't, but it wasn't making a big impression on me. Yep, our favorite songs, I think, was uh, Song 5, Fox on the Rooftop, and mm -hmm. um, Song, I believe it was 8, Don't Know Where, so you guys should check those out. Maybe that's a good entry point to the record. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we will get into the latest Deer Hunter to see if they can fare better than two runs, three men left stranded, three balls, two strikes. Be right back. All right, welcome back. Um, Halftime. Halftime. Halftime show that we've done <laughs> once. <laughs> Obviously, it's a tradition. So we just listened to the Steve Mason record uh, produced by... Yep. What's his name? Uh, Stephen Street. And we are now... Le legendary producer Stephen Street. Never placed a foot wrong. Never made a mistake. Stephen Street, you're wonderful. Uh, we just didn't like the way you did that out. Well, so yeah, that would be his first mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. But uh, we're listening to Graham Coxon. You this is Graham Coxon, yes. Because this is also Stephen Street produced album, one among many. And uh, it's really good. It's a good halftime show. Yeah, speaking of callbacks, th this is to me, this song has always been a callback to coffee and TV. Oh, okay. Wait, what, what coffee TV? Yeah, the, the song Coffee and TV by Blur. Oh, okay. Did I lose you? You lost me for a you, second. I lo yeah. That's all right. I like this, though. All right, so uh, we're following up. Uh, our first record was Steve Mason. Uh, a bit underwhelming, I think, yeah. we could both say. You're, um, you're, you're not going to put aside the beta band to listen to Steve, to that album. I was, I was listening to the beta band earlier today in uh, preparation. For and, uh, even with the callback song for Dry the Rain, I wasn't that into it. Anyway, so we ended up with uh, Stephen had two runs. Yeah. Uh, three men left stranded, uh, two balls, and two strikes. So uh, what's up next? We got Deer Hunter. Deer Hoof. Deer hoof? Deer tick. Deer hunter. The deer? deer? We're, deer we're, we're listening to the deers? <laughs> the deers? There's how many deer bands? Yeah, I guess that's all the deer bands I know. Loney deer? Loney deer? Loney deer is like a Swedish guy. Huh. All right. Um, uh, there's probably a few others out there. The deers? The deer. I'm sure there's the deers. Deer shit. <laughs> but yeah, I think we were talking about this. We, uh, we were having beers the other night. And we were talking about this. And I think you weren't aware of this, but... Like Nirvana got back together for a show, like the actual original members, Pat mm -hmm. Smear, Dave Grohl, um, and Kirk, um, and uh, they played, I think, seven or eight songs, and the Deer Tick singer was playing the part of... Deer Tick, but this is Deer Hunter. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying that Deer... Oh, oh deer, deer. This is Deer-related trivia. Yeah. <laughs> There's also a lot of Deer around <laughs> us. Um, all right. I'm going to turn this down, and we will get started. What can you tell me about this record that we're about to hear? Uh, what can I tell you? I, can, I don't have anything to tell you. This, right, is, uh, this is, it's called Why Hasn't Every, Everything Already Disappeared? Uh, and it is there. It's got to be their like 10th record or it's something. Their, it's their eighth album. Eighth record, okay. It's the eighth album. And it was released uh, a couple days ago. 
Awesome. It was released uh, three days ago. So I have very little experience with Deer Hunter. I, I definitely have tried it a couple of times. Mm-hmm. You <laughs> like tried it, but like, you, it's like you, a drug. You I, tried, I tried it, it. <laughs> but you, did, you didn't inhale. <laughs> I didn't inhale. Um, I definitely remember enjoying some of it. I, I think they go a little uh, experimental. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I don't know what their tradition, you know, traditional uh, definition is. Maybe indie rock or alternative. I don't know what it is. But let's get into it. Let's check it out. So first track on this record is called Death in Midsummer. Here we go. It's my favorite kind of death. Nothing like a harpsichord to cheer you up. Mm. Come on down from that cloud and cast your fears aside. I vaguely remember them having a promotion where they were doing a single for one of their records and they released the sheet music but that's it and then they offered people to cover it but you know it's very hard to like if you've never heard a piece of music yeah. the sheet. <laughs> it's interesting I think that's them huh I'll have to look that up wait they offered like people to they said hey we have a new record hey yeah. we have a new single coming out here's the sheet music for the single do it like play it if you want and a bunch of people like composed it and played what they thought it should be sounding like. That sound, did they then do something with these tracks? Did they All right, collect now them to, into an EP uh, or something? All right, that's on me. I brought it up after. No, you that. know, that reminds me of something. <laughs> I, I, it reminds me of, oh, I'm trying to remember the name of the writer. I feel like, I've, I think I've heard this song I like somewhere. It. I really like this No, it's funny you mention that, that little, that whatever you could call it, that engagement with the fans, with yep. the followers, yep. with fellow artists. Um, I think it was Jonathan Latham. Do you know the uh, the writer Jonathan Latham? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was him who, at some point, it's more than 10 years ago, I think now, um, he kind of came up with some, I don't know what he came up with, or he kind of... Made, made or, or kind of distributed or made available some storylines and basically said to people, take these and make stories out. It's a different kind of thing, but it is a kind of... Um, Was he like crowdsourcing? Or? Not crowdsourcing, but more like here, here are the ingredients of a work. Now you go and do something with it. Yeah, I mean, if you're just giving people the sheet music, I'm pretty sure it was Deer Hunter. And when I'm searching for it, there's a song called uh, Cavatina mm-hmm. that I believe is the one. And they released it. And I don't contest or promotion or maybe it's just like, shit, do whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. By the way, this is great. Yeah, this is already. Yeah, it's really, really good. Um, but yeah, whatever it was, if it was a promotion or if it was like a just a, mm-hmm. a thing for the fans, I remember getting it and I was like, oh, I could do this. And then I was like, nah, I don't really want to do this. <laughs> it's such an interesting concept, though. It's like the framework of a song, like maybe it mentioned the tempo, hmm. but you know, the instrumentation is kind of up to you, how you sing it. 
This is another uh, ten song record, around thirty five minutes. Mm-hmm. Might get ourselves into a under hour and a half podcast. Are you thinking we're seeing the first leadoff home run in indie rock baseball? I was going to say double, but I, I, it's it's strong. Wind's blowing it's out. It's very strong. I'll meet you in the middle with a triple. Okay. Yeah. Put him on third. Nice, man. Yeah. On third. Great song. Uh, man on third coming up on the next song No One Sleeping that's actually been a trend with me recently <laughs> hitting some insomnia sorry yeah it's not fun I already love the beginning His voice reminds me of a. Uh, what's his name? Is that Jay uh, Riata, Retard? Or Jay Riotard? Yeah. yeah. R.I.P. Jay. How did he go? I don't know. I think he. I don't know if he had some sort of. Like illness? Illness, some yeah. sort of condition. Yeah, it's been a while ago. That's been more than 10 years ago. Short, short career, unfortunately. But prolific, man. That guy released a lot of material. Hmm. So we're going on, like, two ends of the spectrum with production quality. Like... I like this. I like it a lot. Reminds me of that commercial that's out now. It's like bullshit corporate stuff, and they're asking like, "How's you know? What do you guys think over there?" And it's just, a, I think they're eating Taco Bell or something. And it's like a bunch of shaking heads over here on this side. <laughs> yeah, this is really good. Turn up a little bit. That's Please a good. Do. That's a good sign. Again, we still haven't really figured out the legality of us doing this, except for I've heard other podcasts do it. What's the song again? What's it called? Uh, this song is called "No One Is Sleeping." No one's sleeping. No one's sleeping. Okay. We got a man on third. Mm-hmm. He's actually leading off a lot. He's probably halfway to home, waiting for this hit. That was great. Yeah, I, I, this is this, this is, is great. Great. <laughs> I'm thinking I, I could get down with a home run for this almost. All right, send send them around. Yeah. Let's All see. right. Okay. 
clear the bases? I think that's our first home run. I think it is, too. Nice. This is called uh, Greenpoint Gothic. Hey, I lived in Greenpoint for a very long time. Did you know any goths in Greenpoint? Oh, boy. (laughs) No, we didn't have a big goth scene when I was there. That was uh, odd four to probably odd nine, ten. Mm Mm-hmm. So here we go. We got uh, two men. Here in my cars, I go out in my cars. I can only live in cars. <laughs> two runs in, uh, zero strikes, zero balls. I think it's already surpassed. No, not yet. But I got a good feeling it's going to probably beat Steve Mason's record. Mm. is a head bobber. I would I, I want to see him live now. Like, I think you can do that. I think they play live. I probably yeah. Are, where, where are they from? Uh, from from Atlanta originally. Okay. Uh, where are they now? Where in the world is Green Deer Point, Hunter? Greenpoint, Brooklyn. Yeah? I'm just guessing. Yeah. This one's called Greenpoint Gothic. By the way, an instrumental. We're about to be hitting the end of the song. And I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, Oh, hey, they are playing. Well, you've got a choice, my man. You can see them at College Street Music Hall in New Haven in February. um, If you're living in this general area or down in Brooklyn on Wednesday, February 27th at Brooklyn Bowl. I'd be hard pressed to go to Connecticut for a show. No, no. you wouldn't be. I, I don't think I need to go to Connecticut. <laughs> you do. <laughs> All right. You need you need a Connecticut guide. You're the Connecticut. I am the Connecticut guide. All right. I'm gonna single that up. It was okay, an instrumental. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's fine. Uh, this song is called Element. I kind of take the album art. I like this. Yeah, I got it over here. Yeah, yeah. Nobody who's listening can see what we're talking yeah. about, but we're looking, we're looking at, at the, the album <laughs> Do we have any listeners? I'm still curious if we actually have any listeners. Is Sturgill listening? Might be. <laughs> oh, Sturgill. I don't know about Sturgill. Sturgill will. Wow, there's quite a uh, quite a poem. Um, is this a lyric for this song? No, this is a note from Bradford. I, I can't even begin to read it. Oh, okay. It's whoa. It's backwards. It's in foreign languages. It's um, I could try and perform it, but pretty sure our listeners would love that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hands up if you want a uh, a performed reading of a um, a note from from one of the from the singer songwriter here. Oh, you can actually contact us now. So hey, you, if you want to hear Michael recite that in the next podcast, that would be Michael at, at IndieRockBaseball.com. It would work there. You can Hans at IndieRockBaseball.com. You can speak up on our Instagram. That's IndieRockBaseball. And uh, please go over to IndieRockBaseball.com and check out the copious liner notes 
to each and every episode that I put yeah, up at some point. I'm, I like this, but I would do a single. At like, most. Yeah. yeah not, do you want to get to the end and maybe just ball it out or... Yeah, I would just. This is. It's kind of feeling like a ball, to be honest. We got left. We got 30 seconds to decide. By the way, I switched up from that brown ale. Not feeling it at all. No. No. Sam Smith, those beers, I haven't had any of those beers in a really long time. Just uh, not my vibe. Okay. We don't want your sponsorship. <laughs> Yeah, I would ball this, I think. Yeah. By technical rules, we have to get through the entire song. Your cup. <sighs> ball. Ball it is. It's called What Happens to People. Very well, con- Very consistently saying the title of the track and the first lyrics. Right now, we have a man on first. We have two runs batted in. Um, and one ball, zero strikes. The instrumentation is really cool on this. Dear Hunter, you're trying to give us a little December vibe here? Yeah. Do you have any info on like how the members and the instrumentation play out with this band? Because it sounds like definitely heard some guitar, lots of keyboards. It sounds like could potentially be a four-piece, right? With like maybe a singer, guitarist, and a keyboardist. Essentially, yeah. You've got uh, you got a lead, vocals, guitar, percussion, keyboards, electronics. That's Bradford Cox, and that's the. Uh, that's the main that's dude. The, that's the main dude. Uh, Moses Archuleta on drums and percussion and electronics. So whatever electronics, maybe like, you know. Drum pads. And yeah, Casio keyboard. Well, not a keyboard, but uh, locket, punt, guitar, occasional lead vocals. I guess whenever he feels like it, <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah, I'll, I'll do lead vocals today. Keyboards, uh, Josh McKay on bass, guitar, and organ, and Javier Morales on keyboards and saxophone. It's like it's pretty a much every... Player, right? uh, I know it's a soccer player, <laughs> yeah, too. Soccer player. <laughs> I think Javi, Javi Morales played for Real Salt Lake back about 10 yep. years ago, so there you go. That's, that's, what, I could, I was, that's what I was thinking of. And, you know, Steve Mason was a goalie in the NHL for about 10 years or so. I did not know that. It was a kind of a backup goalie. Didn't really, you know, make a big impression on things. He, he kind of... When your team was out of goalies, you called up Steve Mason. He came in, gave up four or five goals, and you lost. That's a pretty great description of the last record we listened to. (laughs) It's the backup goalie. It's the backup record that you listen to, and you're probably going to lose. It seems like just about everybody in this band plays keyboards. It sounds like they're doing it right now. Yeah. This is fantastic. So yeah, for our listeners, we do basically cherry pick better rated albums off of curated lists, so we're not 
hitting two clunkers at the same time. So both of these records were in the seven to eight range on a mm-hmm. kind of like Metacritic type vibe. Just to say that that um, in terms of titles, and I haven't listened to the album, but they've they've come a long way from their debut album in 2005, which is entitled "Turn It Up." Slur for gay people that starts with an F. Okay. Yeah. I think if it's the title of the record, you could probably say that. That's on you. Yeah. I'm, I'm leaning towards a double for this. It's really, really good. Yep. It's kind of psychedelic and just really good. Yeah, that was cool. Wow, Deer Hunter have supported um, bands from Nine Inch Nails to uh, Smashing Pumpkins to to Spoon. I would go see a Spoon Deer Hunter bill. That'd be good. Double? Yeah. Double it is. We have a man on third, a man on first. Two runs in, one ball, zero strikes. Got a clean slate so far. This is called uh, The Tournament. Okay. How do you feel about sundresses, Hans? <laughs> that's a good question. Loaded, loaded question. That's a good question. Um, I don't own any sundresses. Oh, okay. well, okay. That's, you know, Bradford Cox apparently does. Because during live shows, he's worn sundresses and has performed with fake blood smeared over his face and hands. Um, their live show being much more savage than their albums. And he explains the, his, his choice of costume by saying, I don't like the idea of going around stage in just jeans and a t-shirt, it seems anticlimactic. Hey, you know. Yeah, that's That goes back to, you know, the, uh, the days of glam and the days of uh, your Genesis and Peter Gabriel yeah. dancing around in dresses and things like that. Sometimes, you know. You gotta do it. People appreciate a show. Oh, yeah, so they, they were openers on Spoon's tour to promote transference. So it's going, uh, going what, back a few years. Yeah. That's the one before the one we saw up on, right? The last one? Uh, it was 2010, so oh, it's it was been 2010. a while. Yeah. This is bringing the vibe down a little bit. Yeah, it's a little out there, I think, on purpose. Yeah. Uh, I'm not really feeling it that much. Yeah, I, I, I could probably just strike it. I All think right. I think they've got a little a strike to give. So yeah, yeah that's a strike. This is called uh, futurism. Already into it. Man on first, man on third. Two runs in, one ball, zero. It's, it's already got what I like. First, like five bars. Let's see if it keeps fantastic. it up. You know why else this is fantastic? I'll tell you why in a second. Because among the um, additional players and and uh, instruments on this album, me additional personnel. This features a fellow by the name of Tim Presley. Um, who looks like he's a hardcore punk guy and psychedelic, but he, he is playing um, abstract lead guitar. 
Okay. Not just lead guitar, but abstract. Sounds pretty abstract. I know we're in the meat of this record. We only got three songs left after this. It's been really good. Yeah, the I mean the instrumental. <coughs> we gave that a ball and yep. then kind of strikes the other experimental instrumental thing. I'm a, it's at least a double for me. Are they going to do anything to, 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 to leg it out to a triple? I don't know. Good about being left. It's a nice, short, sweet song. It's kind of like Flaming's Lips-ish production quality, like transmissions mm -hmm. level. Mm -hmm. Like it's that kind of like really big drum, but still so spread out that it does get in the way. This is a foot tapper. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to our normal head, head bobbers. Yeah. yeah, I would double this up. Yeah, this is this is great. I don't think it's gonna evolve too much more in the next twenty seconds. Alright. Alright, Mr. Future Teller. Next You don't know that. I don't know that. <laughs> But we'll take the chance. We have a limited amount of tape to yeah. record this podcast on, because yes. obviously we're recording We're recording to tape. Reel-to-reel. <laughs> <laughs> um, you -reel. should so, see the reel-to-reel -reel machine in here. Let's see where we landed with that. This song is called uh, Tar Tardum. 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 So that was a double. So we have a man on third, a man on second. A run batted in, so that's three runs in. One ball, one strike. So this is beat the Steve Mason. We have a victor already with two sac two songs left. I think since we've chosen um, our champions, this would be your first win. I believe we are one and one. Yeah. We didn't do it on the first one. Hey, man. I actually changed mine, so mm. I could have been with Earl Sweatshirt. Could have been. And we would have been here uncomfortably talking about that. Yes. <laughs> I think I'll do a. I'll pull together a box score for this one too when you do your recap. Okay. This was recorded. Where do you think this this was recorded? I'll give you a hint. It's a small town. Uh, state? No state. Just small town. If I told you the state, you'd probably get it. I'll say it's in the it's in the southern half of the United States, and it's not in Georgia. Southern half of the United States. Not mid south like in Austin. No. Um, how about a? I was watching like a, a North Carolina, South Carolina vibe. No, I was watching a movie that was actually filmed there decades ago. Memphis? Last, last night. No. Uh, all right. It's recorded in Marfa. Where's Marfa? Texas. Oh. Like deep southwest. I think southwest Texas. Marfa is like the um, arts colony town of. It's, I, I don't say it's a you know, Woodstock's in the right vibe, but it's kind of like a little chill arts town in the desert of Texas. Nice. It's supposed to be a cool place. Actually, uh, my friends just were there recently. I think they had a good time. Let's go check it out. 
Sounds no. like a Santa Fe Taos or something. Ah, uh, smaller, much smaller. Oh wow. Yeah, it's. Um, and I was watching Giant last night because I watch a lot of TCM, and Giant is a pretty awesome epic movie, which was filmed in Marfa. So this is the end of the song. We had another instrumental vibe. Uh, I don't feel so strongly against that that I would strike it, but I would probably ball it. Yeah, this is described as having a detached alien chill. Where are you, read where are you reading that from? <laughs> this is AV Club. Ah. I'm pretty sure Pitchfork probably gave this a good review as well. I imagine they did. This is our last song. This is called Planes. Right now we are at three runs. Two men on, uh, in second and third. One ball, one strike. So I'm going to read you a little bit of this, even though this is kind of a catchy start to the song. Um, the press release says, Why make this album in an era when attention spans have been reduced to next to nothing and the tactile grains of making music have been further reduced to algorithms and projected playlist placement? The, and then this is the critic... Uh, the article continues, though it's loaded thematically with 21st century tension, the album doesn't cater to average present-day attention spans. To experience it fully means immersing yourself in the dream, which takes some thoughtful listening. It favors hypnotism in place of catchiness, and Cox's stream of consciousness lyrics are often cryptic, nearly opaque. So we're basically, we're, we're, what we're doing right now is going against everything. Everything there, and it's, and it's got <laughs> me. I, I think it's plenty catchy. I mean, I'm sure with added listening, I'd be immersing myself in the dream and in the language. And I yeah, I mean, once I, I kick you out of here, then I'm yeah, just gonna I'm pop just my like, headphones on and just like listen to it straight through. Right. No, first off, I'm gonna listen to this again. Like that's the Definitely. big difference from like the last record and this record. I will be listening to this again. Yeah, I'm sure there's lots to get from the lyrics, but th this is—it's not like it's a real slow burn. This is a pretty immediate burn. Like, this I, is a record where we had our first home run. Yeah. I, to be honest, I'm leaning towards this as a home run. This is a great song. For a triple? Dude, um, Interesting choice for the last song on the record. Do we have it, a single? Do they is choose it, is this the last one? Yeah, this is the last song. Maybe. Hold on. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought there's one more. Sorry, there's one more. That was Planes. I would triple that. Okay. You okay with that? Yeah. I was in uh, Death in Midsummer is the single, released in, uh, last October. We have five runs batted in. And the, the second single was Element. I feel like I already miscalculated this game. <laughs> That's my new thing. Anyway, still five runs in.
We're in for a long haul here, by the way. Five and a half more minutes. Really? Yes. I think this would be the put your headphones on. Lay down. <laughs> slightly more hyperactive Radiohead. Yeah. <laughs> Tom York's kind of aggravating little brother. <laughs> Got his band together. It's getting me a little twitchy with the, the way they're cutting off the vocals and all mm-hmm. that. Maybe that's the point. the pod yeah uh, changing directions yeah I figure with the six minute song we're gonna get some some different unless, unless it was on. just a pure soundscape started here and I'm already in you could like edit point those in and mm-hmm. put like phase or flange on this you got yourself a Tame Impala song pretty much yeah pretty much exactly <laughs> just like that you're like the Tony Romo of, of, of uh, calling what bands are going to do next <laughs> well that was so I guess was, you missed that good, oh you saw that last night Pete. what happened I just I, Tony Romo's thing for calling plays as they're about to happen. Oh, he was literally like, oh, they're going to do a blah, 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 exactly. slant. And I mean, he's did. done that before, but he was in fine form last night. I admittedly turned the volume down and just watched it. And, yeah, this is turned into a Tame policy. Totally. Which is... That's not, not a bad thing. There's nothing wrong with no. it. No. I don't believe they would take kindly to me saying that, though. I get the feeling that Deer Hunter... <laughs> yeah, come some, around to your house. That's some principles about being compared to Tame Apollo. This is cool. This is, man, at least a single. Yeah, I mean, I mean the, the first part was annoying me a bit. You just have no patience. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But then again, so it's a challenge with the podcast, right? Like, we don't want to just sit here and stare at each other and listen to the, the entire song and not commentate on it, right? Right. So I feel like I'd probably get a lot more out of this song if I just, like, calm down, you know, threw headphones on for six minutes and listen to it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is indie rock baseball. We don't have time like that. We have tape. Tape's rolling. You know how expensive the tape is for this, this machine? This Studer 24-track tape machine? Believe me, I know. I know. All right. So let's make our decision, because we only got about two minutes left. I don't think it's going to change that much. I, th- I, I would lean towards a single or a double. Make it a double. Can, can we send that guy on third home? That would be sending the guy on second. Yeah, yeah, third home. You're right. Yep. 
making it six runs. One man stranded, one ball, and one strike. Let's see if I can put on our halftime music so we can finish up here. Uh, what did I do with the halftime music? It's now the full-time music. End of game music. There we go. Cool. So uh, we ended up with Deer Hunter, six runs in, one man left stranded, one ball, one strike, versus Steve Mason, two runs batted in, three men left stranded, two balls and two strikes, very narrowly getting out of our player. Um, but yeah, congratulations, yeah. you win. All right, You're I, champion I feel like I'm champion of, <laughs> of the podcast for a moment. Um, other... We're going to try to do this more often. We'll probably try to hopefully do this weekly. Yes. Um, we do have contact info. It's contact at IndieRockBaseball.com. Hans at IndieRockBaseball.com. Michael at IndieRockBaseball.com. IndieRockBaseball on Instagram. And we have a Facebook thing as well. Please yes. just slash IndieRockBaseball. And IndieRockBaseball.com where we will put up some commentary and notes and um, publish and make fun of any uh, hate letters we got. Yep. And maybe a box score as well. Um, other than that, I think that's all the news I have. Uh, Same here. Yeah, all right. That was fun. I'm going to go back and listen to Deer Hunter some more. Me too. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, see you next time.